It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's now my fourth attempt to start this one. It's just been so long since we had a game in the sports ground, I've just lost all momentum. But anyway, it's the Scarlet's game. It's a nice breezy day, pretty cold, but the sun is shining. I've got Danny Deegan in a packed clan stand. What are you expecting today, Danny? I'm hoping for a good win with Connacht. Um, get the bonus point, could end up in fifth. Um, but these, this Scarlet side are nothing to... You know, they're not just going to roll over and let us let us get a win. They have a good, strong starting 15. They certainly do. And in the starting 15, for Connacht, great to see Gavin Thornbury back. And even better to see young Owen Butler getting his first start for Connacht. And hopefully he goes really well today. Yeah, they, they were, watch, were watching them in the, the warm-up here. Line-out was going pretty well. Um, it's kind of hard to miss Gavin Thornbury. And he's been one of our better uh, line-out callers. So hopefully everything goes well there. It's the Origins weekend, it's where they wear their socks from their first club and their first school that they played rugby in, and as I say, it's great to see someone like Owen getting a chance from on Kararuan and seeing where rugby gets spread right across the province and all over the island. Brilliant to see. Anyway, we'll talk again in 20 minutes because I'm still rambling. Okay, Danny, we're 20 minutes in, Connacht lead 12-0, two tries, uh, Owen the Butler got his second try by Connacht and Caelan Blade gets one closer to Tiernan O'Halloran I had his stats wrong I thought they were practically level but he's still two behind him on 46 now um, but yeah been a good start but it's got a bit messy the last five minutes yeah it, it kind of came out of the traps like absolutely firing um, to be honest it's, it's been all Connacht yeah. like, really Scarlet's haven't done haven't done much Connacht have had six entries to Scarlet's 22 now they're playing with a, quite a strong breeze yeah, but Scarlets are getting... They're, they're not going forward. They're, they're, losing the, uh, they're losing the contacts. They're not getting over the game line. It's, rugby's a simple game. You, do, you have the ball, go forward. You don't have the ball, you go forward. Yeah. Scarlets aren't doing that. They aren't. Okay, Connick still on the attack. We'll talk again at halftime. Okay, Danny, halftime. Connick lead 19 points to seven. It's uh, not over yet. No, uh, Connick's had 10 entries into the Scarlets 22. Only come away with the three tries it's quite frustrating um, for a team that's on top not to be coming away with points it's very irritating Scarlets will have the win in the second half um, but they're not doing much when they have the ball so I'm still confident in Connick they're going to get the win it's just frustrating will they be able to get over to get that uh, bonus point yeah we need the bonus point we need a lot bigger points difference as well looking at everybody else in the league and it's going to be really important but it's it's um we just keep seeming to make a little bit too many mistakes when we get into their 22 and the pass that gave them their try the intercept there was no need to throw that pass there really wasn't no absolutely not it was, it was just it was kind of floated up there it made it very easy um, but it, it, it does look like that's the game plan they've, they've done it well more than four or five times they, they keep going out to the wing they're trying to drag Scarlet out um, they are. Just it was just the wrong decision at that time it was We'll talk again on 60 Minutes with, hopefully, news of a bonus point. But it's a hell of a breeze, Connacht kind of playing into the second half, so we'll see how it goes. OK, Danny, 60 Minutes, and we do have some good news. Connacht did eventually get the bonus point try after Scarlets have dominated at first 15 minutes yeah, a lot of, of the second half. But a uh, beautiful bit of footwork from Dennis Law. Oh, I mean, Dennis, Dennis Buckley for uh, Sean Jansen to get a second try of the game. Yeah, it was a superb pick-up from Jansen to, to finish it off, but... Lovely bit of footwork from uh, from Bucks, all right. Um, After a beautiful offload from Machine Dowling, he's made a big impact. Well, the whole bench has. Uh, they've changed the front row, and it's really given them a whole load of energy. Um, it's starting yeah, to it, rain, it, actually. It's starting to rain. It, it doesn't look like it's going to be Scarlet's night. They they spent the guts of 15 minutes in Connex half 
um, in the second half and they've only come away with a penalty yeah. out of three entries. There's been a bit of bit of fighting but that's what you want to see as well yes Dowling comes on and immediately there's a row I'm not saying anything I'm not, not you know you know, causation and correlation and all that anyway 60 minutes gone Connacht lead 26 points to 10 we'll talk again at full time alright full time score Connacht 26 Scarlet's 10 it was more or less all we needed at that rain the last 10-15 minutes or the spoiled and Connacht's chances plus a few injuries as well a lot of injuries not just a few at one point, we had three players down, and the bench were kind of looking and saying, uh-oh, what are we going to do here? Yeah, yeah, Dowling gone, looks like a pretty bad ankle injury, and Tiernan and Paul uh, Ford went off, what looked like HIA definitely for 40. For both, but, I think. Yeah, I think probably I, Tiernan I, as well, yeah. They, 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 got away, they got a HIA on both because both players were replaced. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, look, we got the win, can't ask for any more, we got the bonus point, can't ask for any more, we're now back in the top base. It's in our own control as to whether we make it for the playoffs. Yeah, and it, as long as it's in your own hands, that's all you want. Yeah, it is indeed. Okay, let's break and go for the post-match press conference. Pete, that was um, a tough win, um, but well done in the end. Yeah, thanks. I think a really important bonus point win for us in, in the context of the competition. Um, it was always going to be very tough into that win second half, and, and particularly as the rain started to come in. So it was important we, you know, we got some momentum in that first half, and I think we managed to do that. But at the same time, probably left some scores out there as well. So um, you know, it was important we had to dig in to, to see out the game, and I thought we played some fantastic stuff at times. And, and there were probably a couple of open goals that, that we left out there as well, where, where we could have, um, you know, could have made it more. So uh, really pleasing overall. It was a very fast start. I mean, you were 19 nil up in 23 minutes. Did did the sort of maybe the the hard edge drop a little bit then, and there wasn't up to half time. There was a couple more chances to really put the game away with that big wind advantage. Yeah, there's definitely a couple more chances that that we left out there first half. I don't think the edge dropped. It was something we talked about a lot in the build up to this game. We'd looked at. Um, various opposition teams, particularly the Edinburgh game against Scarlets, where they got out to an early lead, three scores, and um, their intensity dropped, and, and Scarlets fought their way back in and ended up becoming a, a pretty messy, uh, you know, last 15, 20 minutes for Edinburgh, despite their win in that. And, and we actually talked about that on Monday and, and pulled apart the timeline of that and, and just the importance of discipline, the importance of staying on task, the importance of not throwing long, loose balls and giving away intercepts. So. I was actually really pleased with how the guys stuck to task. I thought it was probably just more execution in terms of taking some of those opportunities and obviously a couple of more opportunities that, that didn't work out down there in the attacking 22 as well. So I don't think there was a lack of intensity or a lack of um, sticking to the plan, but, it, but I think we lacked a little bit of polish. And, and as I said, there could have been three or four more scores there in that first half if, if we got our, our bit right. Does that, the, the polish issue come from the stop-start nature of this part of the season where you, you, know, you play a game, then you stop for two weeks, then you play a game, then you stop for two weeks, and then it really, it's like a, a start of another run of games then. It's, it's, very, it's very disconcerting. Yeah, it is strange. I, I don't know whether that's um, the, only, uh, the only factor. I'm, I'm sure it contributes to it in, in some ways, but you know, some of the, some of the uh, chances we had, you know, we, we got done for double banking on and attacking more five metres out where we'd back ourselves to score. Um, there was a, a, another more uh, technical penalty in terms of uh, guys peeling around too early, sort of 20 metres out. We had uh, you know, putting a ball down in the corner, which, um, you know, just a fingertip away from 
from being grounded and um, you know we had, had Seamus's offload that, that didn't go to hand really early when um, you know he probably didn't realise he was coming out the other side of the tackle so you know some of those bits some nights you have things like that and um, as I said I think the important thing was that, that we kept doing the same things that were creating those opportunities we didn't go off task and um, you know lose faith I suppose in, in what was giving us those opportunities and, and in the end we took enough of them. In in the second half um, playing against against that wind the was it a case that the defensive effort really um, just never really gave the Scarlets much opportunity and that, and that that effort is was the key to that half? I, th- I think it was a really important factor. Yeah, I agree with that. We, um, we talked at half-time about the fact that uh, you know, we would be having more defence and, and longer defensive sets probably on the back of some contestable kicking just because of the nature of playing into that win. So, um, you know, it's, it's no mean feat because I think you're already running more phases to, to try and get a bit of, um, bit of traction coming out of your own half before you kick and, th- and then you're having to defend for a long period on the back of it. So, you know, we did talk about that and, and in fairness, the lads responded. It, it was part of the reason we used the bench fairly early with, with a lot of those forwards was to make sure we could maintain that intensity. And um, as we said in the build-up, that, that's one of the appealing bits of the 6-2 is that you can use some of those forward substitutes fairly early and, uh, and make sure you're staying at that level. But uh, I think that was really important playing into that win. Owen de Butler um, making his, his first start um, seemed to go OK to me. I thought he was he, he was, he was looked, looked the part. Um, and then Gavin Thornbury as well, back after a fairly sub- substantial break. So it probably was good to be able to take them off early, but were you happy with what they did? Yeah, I was delighted with Owen and delighted for Owen. I, th- I thought he was fantastic. Um, you know, For a, a young hooker to come into the team for a start like that um, against a really big physical Scarlet's pack, um, I thought he played really well. And, and taking into account how windy it was, particularly in that first half with the line-out throwing, um, I thought he rose to the challenge fantastically, absolutely delighted for him. Um, and I think Gavin was a, an important part of that in terms of his intelligence around some of that line-out calling. Um, he wasn't taking the pressure off Owen by just calling everything to the front. You can't because you, you've got uh, Fafita there who's looking to pick them off. So, you know, they weren't easy throws, but, but Gav was really smart with the spaces he picked. And, you know, I thought Owen executed that really well. And Niall Murray again, uh, more physical. You, you've spoken about what, what he was asked to, to work on, but he seemed to get back up to that level again that you were looking for. Yeah, I thought Niall was great. I, I think you know he's, he's an incredible athlete for a man his size. He's got a great engine on him and, and he'll run all day. So you know he, he demonstrated that. We know he's going to steal lineouts for you. He demonstrated that. And, uh, and as you alluded to, you know he's then, then powerful in contact as well. So... No, Niall had a, had a good game as well and um, you know, I think all of our forward pack rose to the challenge and um, you know, I was really pleased for them. Caelan, what was it like to play in that game? I mean, the conditions, the wind and then it, in the second half it got pretty nasty when the sleet started coming down. It was uh, just like a hard game to keep going in. Yeah, I think we, as you alluded to, we started so well. Um, I suppose a little bit of frustration came in when, as Pete said, that we had so many chances but... Uh, I thought the lads kept going so well. Um, I think actually the wind actually died a little bit in the second half when um, the game went back to 19-10, which actually helped us a little bit. Um, but yeah, look, I think we wanted five points. We got five points, so we need to be happy. But I think it just shows you where we are. We win for the first time away to Cardiff and the first time in seven years. And today we come into the dressing room, we're still a little bit disappointed after getting a bonus point win at home to, to Scarlet. So I think it's credit to Pete culture he's driving here and there's definitely more in us but um, 
we'll take this break for the next week and I think it's such an exciting few weeks when we come back. Um, how are you going to deal with uh, Sean Janssen with two tries? I mean, he's going to be telling everybody about that, isn't he? I mean, big forwards love scoring a try, but to get two, one after the other in the game and essentially get the bonus point, I mean, he's uh, he's going to be sitting in the corner pretty happy with that. I didn't even know he scored two, but I, I don't think it's going to be him. I think it's going to be Dennis Buckley saying about his uh, his kicked for the assist. <laughs> I think he'll be talking about that for, for weeks to come. Um, yeah, no, look, I think that's what... Sean, uh, Sean Jadson brings to us he, he's extremely physical he's, he's an extreme athlete for us um, and yeah delighted for him he deserves it The link up at 12-13 today you'd have seen a lot of that I mean maybe in Cardiff it wasn't quite there and there's probably things to work on but it did look a more settled partnership today and you know both of those players were able to get on and do their own things Yeah it's, it's amazing to have two two lads in the, in the centre they're very different but very same at the exact same time um, and Cal Ford is just amazing for us. Um, I think the way he carries, I wouldn't like to be a defender when he's when he's attacking. And then you, you have Hawks outside him, which is just an incredibly intelligent player, but has so much to his game. Um, he's played at out half, so he has that kind of calmness outside uh, Cal. So they they complement each other. Um, and there's huge, uh, like we have Bundy as well, who who's gone away at the moment. So it's nice to have Cal Ford to kind of slip, slip in there. At the yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Bundy's. Uh... He's being missed, I won't say the other thing, but I'm sure he is. Um, how do you find this stopping and starting stuff? It's, uh, is there a feeling that when you play the Lions, you're going to feel right, we're really back in? It's going to just be hard rugby after that, week, week in, week out. Um, I don't mind it, to be honest. Um, I think the block of games we had at the start of the season, it's actually kind of nice to have a game and have a bit of recovery. I'm nearly getting, th- I'm nearly hitting thirty now, so I'm kind oh, of. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, everyone, everyone's the same. Um, everyone's the same. But I think the way we train, um, the way we train is is uh, is quite good. So we're kind of always at that level. We're always pushed to that kind of intensity. So um, I personally don't mind it. Um, it's nice to have a weekend off, watch the Six Nations. So take them when they come. Pete, you're back in the top eight now. I think on on points, and you've gone ahead of a few people. So it's set up for the rest of the season it's just it's about wins isn't it yeah it is I think that that performance tonight puts us up to sixth I know Oster have to play tomorrow against Dragons that may leave us seventh after the weekend but but we're definitely in the mix now um, you know we, we felt confident with with the different fixtures we had that you know this was our time to start moving up the table but at the same time you've got to take those opportunities and um, so Cardiff was a tough one in, in terms of historically for us to get results there but we managed to do that um, you know, everyone would have backed us, I imagine, against Scarlets in terms of us being at home and, and obviously some of their struggles this season. But we still had to do the job, and, and you know, it'll be the same against the Lions, and, and we'll keep taking it one week at a time. But um, we are in the right, moving in the right direction, and you know, I think with that momentum comes comes a bit of confidence, and, and I think we'll, we'll continue to get better. Any word on Oshin Doling? He went off with a, what looked like a lower leg or ankle. Yeah, he injured his, his ankle, um, so he's downstairs in a moon boot there, so we'll get him scanned and find out the extent of it. He's a bit sore, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see on that one. And everybody else came through, maybe apart from the the, the two HIAs, that was a, that was just one of those incidents, was it? Yeah, it was unfortunate, um, you know, Tiernan landed pretty heavily, so um, yeah, his HI, but, but he, he's moving around fine downstairs, and um, yeah, Fordy caught a boot on, in the same in the same instance of the head, so um, yeah, he was pretty dazed from that, but, but again, he's walking around and, and talking fine. So they'll be well looked after and, and follow the protocols, but uh, no, nothing else to report. Okay, that was the. There were the voices of Cale and Blade and Pete Wilkins after a 
A good solid win, Dave Finn. You happy with that? Five points. Uh, five points. Yeah, job done. Don't worry. It's not going to live long in the memory. It was a nothing. It was a bit of a nothing game. But remarkably, that was a Connacht game with 20 minutes to go. Where you, you go. Do you know what? I can go home. There's nothing going to happen. Um, and literally, as far as I was concerned, after Sean Jansen scored his try. Uh, Nothing happened. We had a few substitutions, a few injuries, a couple of interesting incidents with the referee. But, yeah, if you switched off for 20 minutes, you didn't miss much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you missed uh, Dennis Buckley with some fabulous footballing skills, which is going to live forever in his mind and will probably yeah. end up being from the halfway by the time he's gone. Dennis Law, well, I call well, him I would, Dennis Law. I, I would point out that Jack Ainger, uh, by this evening, will have sidestepped four people from his own touchline before putting Blady in for the first try. So <laughs> he, did run, he did run a long way for that one. He definitely did. So the props did, definitely did give us something. And for people of a certain generation, you won't have a clue who Dennis Law was. Look him up on YouTube. He's a fabulous footballer. I was going to say he, Dennis Bergkamp is named after him until I realised a lot of people won't know who Dennis Bergkamp is, which is truly <laughs> depressing. <laughs> yes, our age profiles are getting too high for this. Anyway, anyway, who stood out for you tonight? Uh, Kyle Ford got man of the match. I hate man of the match. I think our person of the match, our player of the match, whatever the hell it is. You know, it's a team game. Having said that, you can still have players who, you know, inspire. I thought this, both centres were brilliant. Yeah, both centres were, were brilliant. Um, the pack worked really hard as well. Um, I thought Owen the Butler... Had a, had a really good game uh, for his first start was working really really hard good line out throwing um, maybe everything after, after the line out wasn't too bad but the throwing was solid yeah what about you Dave? That's very much. I think pretty much now that they're uh, one to give Jansen a, a shout out I thought um, I thought Keane was quietly effective I thought the Seamus was quietly effective I, can't, I thought the, the bench was was huge I think they really did because you just felt that they've got a little bit of momentum at the start of the second half they were winning some penalties we were doing we were creating a little bit of our own our own issues because we we felt we had to run out because apparently we were running into a brick wall of mm. a wind so you can't really kick and as we saw in the first half I mean they had a penalty from the five metre line and they couldn't get out of 22 because of the wind so we knew that and I think we created some of that we, we almost seemed to try too hard and it just needed some sensible heads to come on some fresh energy and it did happen so yeah everybody was good no, no, maybe nobody was a 10 out of 10 but nobody was less than a 7 out of 10 and that's what you want yeah it's something that's becoming a, a, a something that's becoming part of the kind of setup is that the bench do come on and do make a big impact on a regular basis now Danny they certainly did in Cardiff as well they did it's nearly like they're changing game plan when the, the pack or the uh, the bench come on uh, it's like just small changes. It's not. It's not a massive change, but you're bringing on, say, um, Sean O'Brien for uh, Jansen. It's it's two completely different styles. Mm. Um, Butler did it in Cardiff. Just settled it all down. Mm. Um, one of the reasons I, I think we didn't kick that often tonight. I know we were playing against that wind, but we were winning the contacts. We were getting mm. over the game line. Mm. Scarlets couldn't do that. Uh, certainly not in the first half. Where Connick were. So why change it if it's not broken? So. Um, and they got the five tries. Mm-hmm. Four, hey, four, four, four tries. Four tries. Four tries. Yeah, Sorry, should have been. Should have been. Well, they were over the line twice more than they did. Or once more. Uh, poor, poor. <laughs> Andrew Smith likes to do that dive and jump over into the corner and get himself up in the air and almost did it. Uh, just a bit lost control. Um, would have been another spectacular try from. It would have been a spectacular try, and it was given on the pitch. Um, unfortunately, uh, because they were looking, even though the referee 
The touchdown said he's fine for his feet, but we'll go for the touchdown and we'll check it, and then we see, yeah, it would have been, yeah, it would have been, it would have been, been harsh, would, to not, give. yeah, it would have been harsh yeah. to give, but yeah, but if they, had been, it was ironic that the thing they were checking for was was never in doubt. It was the thing they weren't checking for turned out to be the doubt, uh, we, like which was which was the grounding I'm, of the ball. I'm, I'm delighted when the Butler got his stride because he would have yeah. been killing himself. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Moose knew he was that close to the line and was out of the tackle. And I was going, why did he pass? Uh, and I don't think Owen expected him to pass since he dropped the ball. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a couple of other... But, but it, it's about efficiency. We got very close to the line in the second half and we scored a try. I have to, it, it should be... Uh, I should say that, yes, Dennis's kick-through was, was nice, if it was intended. Of course it was. Yeah, if it was okay, it was intended. It was a lovely, lovely little grubber off, off the foot from a, from a, from a low pass. Off both feet. But what I think is really significant is, um, is, is, is Janssen... Janssen's... Jansen. Axel, Janssen. Jan, sorry, Janssen. Janssen's... Janssen's pick-up when it came off the post, considering he was yes. sliding on a wet astroturf, is really, because you can ease, as we have seen here, it's very easy to misjudge exactly where lines are if you're sliding in and forward. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so Danny, that, that, you know, Dave just mentioned efficiency. What was the efficiency for Connacht tonight? Certainly in the second half. Uh, well, the second half was 50, 50%, but overall it's, uh, it's only 25%, which is not great. Yeah, that's, that's not, I mean, I mean it'd be, it's one of those things, like I, as I said to Pete, is, are you, would you be more upset if you weren't creating the chances? We need to finish the chances. I think we'd be more upset think, if we didn't get the bonus point. Yeah, we'd be more upset. Yeah, that would be. That, that's it. And it, that did, it, did, it did. So, like, it's, that's basically two games in a row where we've won the game and gone away thinking we should have got more out of that. But we won both games, and that's. William's always gone on about the W's, although if he reads out the, um, the table this week, he'll see that it's not just about the W's because well, it's a very simple Munster thing. are ahead of us, but they've won one game less. And it's significant as well if you actually look at the Six Nations table. Wales yes. haven't won a game, but they're ahead of Italy because they've got more bonus points. So yes, yeah, you have it, to count the bonus points. Yeah. It's such an important, subtle part of the whole thing. Yeah, it is, and it could make the very difference. I think, look, we win our games we make the, when we make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so those last three games, absolutely, I'm pretty well, The Stormers aren't going particularly well. But I'm thinking the last three games you're away to Leinster, include away to Leinster and away down to Thomond, and you don't want to be having to go getting any. No, that, that, and, and what I'm saying is that this, I don't, I'm not sure the Stormers game is as big a game as it looked as though it were at the start of the season. Stormers are not going well. True, but I think like, they would like to be kind of like solidly, like not having to rely something like five points from the Manchester game would be incredibly handy. And you just and, so, and of course then you're the Lions. Lions had a massive win today. Mm. Like they stuck forty points on the Sharks. They don't do well in Europe. Oh, they don't. No, they sorry. don't do well in Europe. But all the same, you're talking yeah. about a Lions team come up here bouncing. Yeah, and you're talking about a Connacht team that's just won two games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we were going down there, even even after two games, you'd still be. Still be, I mean, we still be a little bit twitchy. If, if we were going down there, I'm, I'm feeling completely opposite. I'm feeling that's 100% Lions because it's in yeah. Joburg. Yeah, yeah. Just at the altitude, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But Lions have to come up here. It was bloody cold. Yep. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's March the 2nd, lads. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but there's cold. and there's, there's, cold. there's March the 2nd cold and then there's that cold. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, you know, thankfully William's not here, so we can't talk about Siberia. But it was <laughs> bloody cold. And he won't give out to he can't give out to us about that. Anyway, that's uh that's anything any any other business? We've got six nations to look forward to at the weekend. Oh one one thing. Uh this this crap that's coming out in the UK in the tele- telegraph mirror, whatever it was, about guns for hire in, in the international game, Bundy being called a gun for oh. hire. I don't like it's it it's more of a case of how is that being printed? 
How is that getting past anybody? It's just, it's borderline. It's the nature of the iPhone from the Telegraph and it. The Toriograph, yeah. It absolutely fits ex- everything else. And you're just thinking, yeah, there isn't a team that this doesn't apply to. There is barely a team. The only team I can think of that this does not apply to is Argentina. Everybody. Uh, South Africa. Uh, that's, well, no, they've got a few Namibians and Zimbabwe lads. Mm. Not as many as they used to have, but they yeah, have done. They used to have one stage, um, yeah, 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 look, it's right what, look, look, guns for hire. Yeah, do you know what? No, guns for hire is is what uh, the dragons are doing by that. That's a hire. They've got a guy in from long from Gloucester. That's a gun for hire. It's for a couple of games when you're in a bit of an emergency. You cannot be a gun for hire in international rugby. It's just a typical rah rah. Get them all going without actually looking at the team that's got most guns for hire, which is in, which is England, who who have picked a guy who scored their try the last day, who comes from deepest darkest part of England, known as Cardiff. Ah, there you go, exactly, exactly. All right, folks, we'll leave it there. We'll have uh, it's a two week break, but we'll have a couple of bits on yourself and Daniel are going to put a stats cast together and maybe get some trends on what the stats are showing for the season and where Connacht are going. Does Dave has a hissy fit here in the corner? Starts to fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, some 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 of our patrons are very good who like to hear some of the, what the stats are because we've got some good trends to talk about. Uh, as the season has moved on um, we'd like to thank everyone who has been supporting the podcast and if you want to hear all the extra bits we had five this week this is our sixth podcast of the week yeah we had five Dave um, so yeah you want to hear every bit of the podcast that we're, every podcast that we produce you can go to patreon.com slash craggy rugby and uh, well, price of a couple of cups of coffee not even that these days um, it's less than a pint Less than a pint. Less than a pint, yeah. In many pubs in the, in, in the uh, Temple Bar area, it's less than the, uh, the pint glass. Well, there you go, exactly. You can uh, support Craggy Rugby and we'll keep as much information flowing on what's happening in the world of Connacht Rugby uh, as the season progresses. But it's uh, nice to go away with second win in a row and a bonus point win at that. That's it, folks. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes side